All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Gregor, Strudwick, Connor Halley with you rolling through a Thursday afternoon. Man, first two hours of the show just flew by. If you missed any of it, go to tsn1260.ca. The podcasts are always there. Our interviews, we had Vincent DeHarnay, Terry Ryan, uh, Ryan Rashog. Uh, we previewed the uh, Hurricanes and the uh, Panthers as well. So you can get all of that at uh, jasongregor.com or tsn1260.ca. Our show is always brought to you by playalberta.ca. A, where you can get in the game if you uh, want to try single game wagering, maybe a little casino, gambling, they got it all, playalberta.ca. we got uh, a lot of text to get to at 10, 12, 60. We'll get to uh, help me understand uh, momentarily because uh, we like to do Tuesday and Thursdays, the listener's edition. There's always some good ones, uh, some humorous ones, some, uh, some really uh, thought-provoking ones as well, which is great. As uh, let's go to uh, help me understand now. Brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, and uh, they are your one-stop shop. If you need anything done corporately, you want it on shirts, you want it on golf shirts. Heck, you want it on pants. Heck, they'll do that. Put your logo on there. Pens, cups, you name it. They got it all at ElitePromoMarketing.com. I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. I'm afraid I don't understand. Understand? Do you? I don't understand. What? Uh, help me understand. It's too technical for a layman to understand. Let's get to it. So, there's a few of them. Struds, uh, you can answer some. I, I will answer mm-hmm. a few. So, 
Uh, well, maybe let's we'll start with the uh, the humorous ones. That's always good. Guys, help me understand how Struts can win so many fights in the NHL yet lose so many fights with the English language. From Mike in the uh, Grove, coach of the 2013 yeah. crew, you missed a great metal game, Night Train. Yeah, I've talked to this guy. It's not like he's William Shakespeare. Like, let's let's be honest here. <laughs> he's he's not you know a poet himself. <laughs> so, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> he beats up the English language as much as anybody. Now this one is this one's quite good, guys. Help me understand Bouchard's contract extension. How is it that the leading the league in defense scoring didn't land Tyson Berry a home run contract, but Bouchard, who at best is an average defender while highly skilled offensively, is projecting to be seven mil long term? Thanks, Brendan. Stratty, what do you think? Well, I think it's a little bit different. So let's look at the the age, right? Um, you know, Tyson Berry's done pretty well for himself. I think he was making six million. Was he not when he when he was um, moved over? I'd have to double check that, but it's not like he's been you know hitting the hitting the uh, the low money for a long time with that with this with his cash. So, but the difference is also um, Bouchard's a bigger guy. Uh, I think he's a better passer of the puck. Like uh, as far as uh, see, I don't. I actually think Barry's the better passer. Bouchard's a better shooter. Off, off of breakouts, really? I, I I think he's a better breakout passer. Like he makes a little nice little subtle plays. Okay. Um, he's bigger, got a better shot. Like I think there's a few things he does better, but he's also just younger, right? I mean, Tyson Berry's making four and a half ca- uh, dollar or four and a half dollars, four and a half million right now, and yeah, he was at five and a half million. So you know, and that's quite a few years ago. So translate no, but that to yeah, he's talking about when he led the league in scoring, right? His extension was uh, was four point five million, right? And yeah, so I, I think, it, and hey, Barry, Barry like Bouchard. There are some defensive deficiencies. Granted, Bouchard's younger, and I think, you know, hey, if if Evan Bouchard can be a top ten offensive player for a decade, then you know what? That's pretty good because that's what Tyson Berry was. People can look at all the flaws they want. Tyson Berry was a top ten scoring defenseman. He was actually seventh for a decade. It's pretty good, and uh, you know, I think Bouchard has a chance to to be in in, in a similar vein. I agree with you, Strads, that he's younger. But I'll say this. I don't expect Evan Bouchard to get a long-term contract this summer. I think he's going to get a two-year bridge. Why is that? Because he wants to try to pump up his numbers or others don't have room? Combination of both. I don't think – Edmonton would offer him a long-term deal. I don't think they can offer – they're not going to offer him to the level that, that he wants. I think him and his agent are going to look and say, here's a young guy. Edmonton's not going to offer him $8 million right now. They're not going to do it because he's not – he hasn't shown he can do that yet. So why would you do it? If in two years he plays really well again, then he's probably still going to get $8 million, You know what I mean? You don't need to do it yeah. just yet. So Because uh, it's not like he's going to save a lot. I don't think in two years he's going to be $10 million defenseman, is my point. So um, I that's why I think. And then the other one is the owners don't have the cap space. So if they would offer him a long-term deal now, it would probably be in the 55 to 6 range. And I think Bouchard will say, you know what? I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to get a good mm-hmm. bridge deal, probably around 3.5, so... Still really good money. And then they can revisit in two years. But because in two years, the salary cap might be up six mil, depending on what happens this year. Uh, I got one here, Greg's, for help me understand. Help me understand how the NHL finds any benefit to keeping an NHL team in Arizona. Do you want to go first, Greg's? Oh, man. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not sure. Honestly, I have looked at this. Did you see the Coyotes? So the Coyotes put out a tweet today, asking their their uh, like a vote, asking their uh, their 
I assume they're fans, to uh, say, hey, where do you think our next rink should be? And and I'm almost like, what? Like, you're, you're asking people on Twitter, and I guess it's about engagement. They're like, Mesa, Scottsdale, Chandler, Gilbert. And I'm like, do you have legit options there? So I get that they're trying to be positive about all this, but it's, like this is this is amateur hour, in my opinion. I think it's gone to the point now that it's amateur hour. If you had Mullet Arena because you had this, okay, we're building it here, you had all the plans, now that was a year wasted. Now you're starting again. What has shown in the last few years in Arizona that makes you believe they can actually get a deal done? This is the second municipality that said, we're out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like the way you frame that because I was looking at, and I, I read a couple articles too. Where they outlined a lot of different places, and it just it, it doesn't. I just don't understand it. And you know, you see both the league and and the president of the team say, "Well, we're committed to playing here next year." But why? Like, if I'm an advertiser and you come to me and say, "Hey, you know what, Strudwick Enterprises, we want you to advertise with us." Why? What's the future? Right? Like, what am I advertising in? Like, what what am I? What, what is, why does this make sense? I'd be like, no, I'm good. I, I, I just don't understand why someone would advertise in something that probably won't be there in, in 18 months. Right? Like, I, I just think it's going to get worse next year. And, man, I feel bad for all the people that work there. Like, I get it. You know, even like a good friend, Tyson Nash, he's been doing those games for, it's got to be close to 10 years or more. And, he, you know, he, he, it's enjoyable. And, that, you know, the, the, the fan base that is there is, is interesting. You know, it's not huge, but it's there. I just, I don't know why you have to fight for it. Like, you fought for it. The fight is over. Let it go. Move it along. And I think it should be moved along by next year. I, I really feel that way. I, I feel very strongly about that. Yeah. Um, the league's already said they're going to stick around for a year. But now, maybe they change because um, Winnipeg or Atlanta relocated to Winnipeg on May 29th. Right? Remember, that one came pretty fast. So I think you uh, you can do it. Guys, help me understand why historic stats are brought up frequently or statistics that really provide no insight. Special teams percentage on the road versus home. Historic records against teams. Rosters are never the same. From a boy named Sue. Well, I think special teams on the road and home, for like if you're the orders this year and your power play is 60% on the road and 20% at home, that's a pretty significant difference. If it's 21 and 22, well, then, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Historical stats are brought up when somebody is chasing history. I agree if you I don't really use though the orders are all time 40 and 82 against Dallas. That makes no sense to me. But if you want to talk about well Connor McDavid, uh, Leon Draisaitl, like Leon Draisaitl and Connor McDavid are second and fifth all time in NHL playoff scoring points per game. To me that's relevant. That's showing how good they've been thus far. Now, they've played fewer games than a lot of players, and the more games you play, the harder it is to maintain that number. So I totally think eventually they're going to slowly come down. It's just kind of how it goes. So I I think at the right time, but I agree with you, certain ones, you know, say like a goalie, hey, this goalie's number all time against Florida. Well, in 2023, that's kind of irrelevant, especially if he played two franchises ago, right? Well, he played in Dallas, he played in Edmonton, he played in L.A. Well, his historical record against that team you know, unless he's like nine and zero with nine shutouts or even three shutouts, something to me to bring up a historical stat like that. There has to be something that jumps out to me where I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I got one here coming in. Uh, hey guys, help me understand. Do you believe that some players in the Oilers think they've arrived already and they take it for granted and they won't put the work in this off season from Shamal? I, I I'd have a hard time seeing that. I. I 
I don't know. I, I watch the games. I don't think it's ever because they're not trying to get better in the off season. I, I just don't see that as the problem. I you know I think they're all fit. Um, I guess you can be you know percentage wise a little bit better, but I, I just don't think they're getting the, you know they're 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 out of shape or not out of shape, but they're not in good enough shape to compete every single game for the for, for a win, Greg. I don't I don't see that as a problem. Yeah, I'd, I'd be very – you know, there's very few guys who get to the NHL. Um, Stratty's talked about there are some guys who didn't love hockey. Like, they were very oh, good yeah. at it, but they didn't love it. But most guys – like, nowadays, I don't know many players who come to camp that aren't in good shape. Now, some players are stubborn and don't maybe work on the facets of their game they should work on. I think that could be true. But they'll still come to camp in great shape. But they didn't put in time – if you're a defenseman and you've been mishandling the puck on your backhand, well, then you better spend that summer – Working on improving your backhand puck handling skills, right? Picking the puck up off the boards on your backhand. If you don't, I think you're falling behind. And really what's happening is you'll end up costing yourself money at the end of the day and potentially your career because someone will pass you by. So I don't know if I see anybody. I, like I see some guys, he orders defense. Um, a lot of times, at least once a week, they're all out there as a group. They're spending time. You know, They're going side to side. They're working on shot angles from different spaces. They even have now. The one thing I've seen other teams do that the orders don't have is some teams actually study. And I don't know if they had this when you played, but they actually have kind of like I call them dummies out there, and the defensemen are shooting around them all the time. Right? Like they're walking the blue line, and then boom, they got to shoot around. And there's somebody moving it from in different places, so they're like, okay, because it's basically working on getting your shot through, right? Getting your shot past the top shot blocker, and that's a skill. It's not just, oh, I'm just going to shoot. Like, moving, changing your your, your direction, your stick angle, um, even three inches can be the difference in getting the shot by the guy. It does not be a bullet, but it gets by, and, and then chaos can, can ensue. Now, I have uh, one more I want to get to. Uh, I'm going to let Strutz answer this one. Guys, help me understand why this bothers me as a truck driver. A lot of people that pull campers believe that it's safe to have the trailer that is wider than their mirrors and can't see anything but the trailer behind them. Should be illegal. If I did that in my job, I'd be fined heavily and be put out to service or in jail if I caused an accident. But police let civilians drive unsafe. Yes, I'm in therapy for this. Trucker Al, help me understand. Al, this is the first time it's been brought to my attention. I, I never really noticed that, to be to be completely honest. Now that you say it, I probably will not be able to unsee it. But that doesn't make sense, does it? It seems like you're just hoping for the best when you go into another lane. Well, you yeah, hope you know, definitely not. Al, I can understand your frustration. As somebody who's on the highway all the time, I could see how that would be rather concerning. So uh, anybody else out there, if you're driving this summer, make sure your mirrors, you can see past the end of your trailer. Right, Al? Well past the end of your trailer. You need to see it. Be safe. We'll come back on the Gregor Show now to Sports Leader, TSN 1260. Help me understand. Brought to you by Elite Promo Marketing. We continue on. I love this tune. Thursday afternoon. Having a great day. Also like it when our conversations allow us to uh, pass on uh, facts. This comes in from Officer Darren. Hey, guys, love the show. Just so you know, uh, you have to have extendable mirrors on your vehicle when pulling a trailer. If pulled over and you don't have them, you will be fined and ticketed. P.S. Love the EPS ads. Oh, there you go. Right? Yeah, we have a new uh, new partnership with uh, Edmonton Police Service. Of course, uh, they're doing a little hiring spree right now. So if you are looking for a, a gig change, go to uh, newepsrecruits.ca. 
I like it. So Make sure you got the right mirrors when you pull in a trailer this summer. Sometimes you do see on the on the highways where there's you know trucks and lots of trailers are pulled over. So I'm guessing that's one of the things they're looking for. So I've uh, back in the day we had the aristocrat. Who grew up having the aristocrat? Small, you know, dingy. I loved it as a kid though. It was unreal. Back in the day when sometimes we'd even ride in the trailer. I know you weren't supposed to, but it was a different time. Back then, well, even the seatbelts weren't even a rule, right? You used to. We had the big hoot, and most of you probably, if you're a kid of the '70s, '80s. Maybe even the 90s. You, uh, your parents at some point would have had the station wagon. Oh, the, I remember it was my brother and I. We used to be in the very back, and we would play um, like dinky cars all the way up four hours up to Grand Prairie. It was unreal. Time just <laughs> flew right by. It was great. And I'm sure for parents, it was unreal. It's like, oh, there they are. They're playing cars in the back seat. You didn't even think twice about it. Didn't even think twice. So, oh, I, I'm guessing many people. Did you have the big uh, station wagons ready? Uh, we had a section, and then we got the uh, Aerostar. Yeah, Aerostar. That was our. Oh well, we were never Richie Riches. We didn't. We didn't have. Yeah, a van. Oh, making it so rain. That <laughs> wasn't. Uh, that wasn't happening. No. Uh, no vans for the Gregors. That's not how it worked. Um, let's get to the uh, NBA report now. Brought to you by All Tech Supply Strength through Distribution, the only Canadian-owned Valve Master Distributor that exclusively supports your local supply store. Go to alltechsupply.com as uh, Trevor Lane joins us from uh, LakersNation.com. And uh, Trevor, hey, I know the Lakers didn't love the first half, but that game, the Lakers' second half was great. It was back and forth, but I want to talk about the first half. And uh, Nikola Jokic, they had no answer for him. At times, he was toying with them. What are they going to have to do better to slow him down in the first half? Well, well, first of all, they're going to have to not start three point guards on the floor together at the same time. That It blew my mind that they, they made that decision to go with the same lineup they used to beat an undersized Warriors team they put out on the floor against a, a supersized Nuggets team. You had D'Angelo Russell, you had, uh, of course, Austin Reeves and Dennis Schroeder all on the floor at the same time, and the Lakers just couldn't get a rebound to save their lives. So Nikola Jokic, I think he had 12 rebounds in the first quarter alone. Um, he is, is absolutely <laughs> phenomenal, by the way. Just, just an incredible player, obviously. But, but my goodness, the Lakers certainly didn't do themselves any favors by trying to go undersized against that man. So, is there is there one matchup particularly that, that needs, or one player should go against him, or is it a group effort? Because they also got Jamal Murray, who had a pretty decent game. Yeah, I think it's got to be a, a group effort. And so, what they're going to do, what we've heard, is they're probably going to put Rui Hachimura into the starting lineup for one of the guards, and Rui. He's not a center, but he's 6'8". He's got a 7'2 wingspan, has some size to him. And so they're going to ask Rui to defend uh, Jokic a little bit one-on-one. They'll, they'll probably send an extra player over with Anthony Davis and let him cover a little bit of the floor as well. But the reality is that you're not stopping Nikola Jokic. You're not even slowing him down with just any one player. You're going to have to send a lot of different looks at him. You're going to have to send some double teams, sometimes not, try to keep him off balance and just give him a lot of different looks out there while, as you said, doing what you can to cover the rest of the team because the reality is the Denver Nuggets, they've got three players in their starting lineup that shoot better than 40% from three with Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Contavious Caldwell-Pope. This is an, an incredibly balanced and just very, very good team. And so it's a tall order for the Lakers to deal with Jokic plus all that shooting around him. And, of course, we know how creative Jamal Murray can be. So it's it's not an easy task in front of the Lakers, that's for sure. But they're hoping that if they play a little bit bigger, that that's going to allow them to at least be a, a bit better on the boards and hopefully a, a bit better overall in terms of trying to stop the Denver Nuggets from just looking like they're getting any shot that they want. And uh, even when they did miss, they were getting offensive rebounds. 
Well, it's crazy. If you go back and revisit the 2014 draft, uh, Jokic went 41st. Uh, that year and you know what hey we've seen some second rounders come in and, and be very good but like this guy right now it was interesting watching the broadcast nobody really has a comparable to, to what he can do he's he, now the game has changed and evolved and you know big men now do a lot of things that big men were never asked to do in previous generations so i understand it but matt watching that game one i i was almost in the first half especially and i thought they did a better job and you know made some changes in the second half but it was almost too late really just his ability to shoot the three-pointer he shot blew my mind it was looking like it was steph curry on a fadeaway trevor from way outside but it's his passing and you just you just don't see that a lot right guys who can pass that effectively he's like he's got point guard hands in a center's body yeah he is he is absolutely phenomenal when it comes to his passing his vision everything he does is just so so skilled i mean he's not the fastest player he's not the most explosive <laughs> player but he brings so much skill everything that he does out there it's, it's absolutely incredible uh you're right he had the ability to shoot the three he can do just about anything out there on the basketball floor he is 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 100 just a, an amazing amazing player and he's a challenge for anybody to have to deal with right now uh yeah it's it's a tough even with anthony davis who's i think has been the best defender in the playoffs it's it's tough to try to do anything against Jokic. He's tremendous, and he's probably the best second round pick we've we've ever seen i mean now multi-time mvp it's uh, it's incredible seeing him kind of work out there. Are you surprised at how much faith uh, the team and LeBron James showed in uh, Austin Reeves? How much faith they've got in him? No, I mean this is back when Austin was a rookie. So so last season there was word coming out that uh, that LeBron was the one that was really pushing for Austin to get a full roster spot and not be on a two way deal. He was on a two way deal for like six weeks, and then LeBron said nope. This guy's too good. We need him to actually be, you know, in the rotation. Give him the whole roster spot, and, and the Lakers agreed and went ahead and, and did that. Um, I know LeBron has a ton of faith in, in Austin Reeves. Uh, the story that that I heard from Austin's side of things was that Austin was debating whether or not to uh, participate in summer league this last year, and LeBron said no. Said don't do that. Come train with me during the summer. I want you working on your with me, and and kind of took him under his wing. So. I know LeBron has a ton of faith in, in Austin Reeves. The Lakers do, too. He's an undrafted player, but they think they've really found something here with him. And uh, and he's been great. He's been fantastic all season. So efficient scoring the basketball, his ability to get to the free-throw line, shoot the three. Uh, so versatile out there on the floor. He's been an incredible find uh, for an undrafted player. And, uh, and the Lakers, he hasn't given the Lakers any reason to not uh, trust in him and believe in him. Breaking down uh, game two tonight uh, of the Lakers and Nuggets series. Trevor Lane joins us. And Trevor, obviously it'd be a huge win for the Lakers because Denver hasn't lost a game at home in the playoffs. Uh, you know, they're obviously the best home team all regular season. You know, a Jokic as good as he was, like Anthony Davis had 40 points and, and 10 rebounds and, and not really even talked about uh, a whole bunch. But, you know, I don't know if they can get more from him. So is it like D'Angelo Russell, Schroeder? It's, they really need more scoring from their guards. Can they get it? Yeah, I mean, you got it from Austin, who had 23, but D'Angelo Russell didn't have a good game. Uh, the Nuggets were very proud of that after game one. And then uh, and Dennis Schroeder didn't really give you much. You know, he, I'm going to say he chipped in six points, something like that. In, in the end. That's just not enough. You do need a bit more scoring there. You look at the, the stat lines, you can argue. The Lakers shot like 46%, towards 47 
Uh, the Nuggets are a better shooting team than the Lakers, but neither team is quite that good uh, shooting the deep ball. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in tonight. And neither team is. Well, I think we're uh, going to have a good better connection. Anyway, we're we're, uh, we're close out of time anyway. So, uh, Tre- Collins, you say uh, thanks to Trevor. We really appreciate it. Unfortunately, a bad connection there, so we don't want to continue with that. But if you look at the, uh, you know, at the scoring, Schroeder had uh, had six points. Now he didn't attempt a lot of field goals either, so he only actually took three shots. So maybe mm-hmm. it's as simple as he's got to take some more shots. Uh, Russell was four for eleven. Uh, off the bench, uh, uh, Hachimura was pretty good. He was eight for eleven and uh, one for one from three. So he, you know, he came off. The, anytime you're shooting seventy percent, man, that's pretty good. I'm not sure it's realistic to expect that again from him. So uh, we will see. But I just when when I see the matchup and you look at Denver and you know, it's hard to slow down Jokic like. Is, as good as Anthony Davis is, like if you just look at Jokic's numbers across the board, he crushed him. And when you combine assists and rebounds and, and points, he just was better, right? He was 87% from uh, the three throw, free throw line. Uh, you know, Jamal Murray had 31 points, solid game for him, uh, 12 of 20, uh, four for eight from, uh, from beyond the arc. I really thought that, uh, you know, uh, uh, Caldwell Pope, uh, the former Laker, he stepped up and made some huge shots. I don't know how much you watched of that game, but, you know, like Aaron Gordon, yeah, very athletic guy, huge dunker, Michael Porter. Like, Denver, they got a really good team, and I just think this is a tough matchup for the Lakers. It's really tough, and I wonder who it favors in such a high-scoring game. You know, did the did, did, did Lakers want to have it run and gun like that, where they're, they're putting up their points, or did, is that what uh, the better-shooting team in Denver wants? Like... You know, they, they acquitted themselves pretty well in game one, but they've got a long ways to go to get a win. Quick break. We'll come back. we got uh, five questions and more on Empton Sports Leader TSN 1260. Welcome back to the Jason Greger Show with Strugs and Connor. You can always get involved. You can text us at 101260. You can email us in our Jiffy Lube inbox, Jay Greger, at tsn1260.ca. It's a perfect time for an oil change of Jiffy Lube because not only did you get a great full synthetic Pennzoil oil change, you'll also get a $20 gift card to support local business. Which one? It's a surprise when you go get your oil change at Jiffy Lube. Strads, are you good to go? You're adjusting your headset, I can hear. Did you just putting it on? Yeah. What's happening? No, I'm good. No, no. No, I just tapped it. I've been sitting here just figuring out who my my first question and answer are. (laughs) It's not easy. Hey, guys, what's with the heavy security at your building right now from Dylan? Well, Dylan, uh, tonight is the, I I think it's, well, I don't think. I know it's the debate. And so there's extra security because uh, they just want to ensure that uh, there aren't people who um, go a little over the top. And, and hey, you know what? You can disagree. Like, right now, I'm. I'm like a free agent with no party that remotely interests me. It's just sad. Um, I have such a negative viewpoint of our political landscape right now. It's pretty sad. Um, the, the, the stuff that's allowed by politicians, and, and virtually from every party, you can make examples of, of, of different parties at different times, and they do stuff that the average person did. They'd be, uh, they'd be fined. They'd be jailed. They'd lose their job. Oh, you're a politician. You get away with it. It's embarrassing. But anyway, um, yes, so that's why there's the extra security at the building tonight. Now, let's get to five questions brought to you by 
The Brick. Uh, right now, if you're looking for savings, the tent sale is on, and no better place to do it. Uh, up to $1,900 off sofas and sectionals. Mattresses starting at only $169. Don't miss incredible offers at The Brick. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. Good to hear you're doing your research for question one. It's uh, could be a tough one. <laughs> Four remaining teams in the playoffs: Hurricanes, Panthers, Stars, Vegas Golden Knights. Give me each of their individual team MVPs. Okay, I'll just go through them all, Kane and or uh, uh, Canes, uh, Gregor. Then you can you can respond. So I'll go: Hurricanes, Aho, Panthers, Bobrovsky, Stars. A guy who nearly averages 30 minutes the last four games: Miro Heiskanen, the D-man, and then for the Knights. I'm going to go with uh, the big guy, Jack Big Red Eichel. Ooh, all right. Um, I would agree with uh, with Eichel. I would agree. Uh, well, I'll say Rupe Hints, Dallas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm actually – I might put Kachuk in Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, <sighs> Ajo's been good, but – I'm actually going to go with Jacob Slavin. I don't think he gets enough credit in Carolina, and that guy is good, man. He just shuts everybody down. Question number two. Yari Curry celebrates his birthday today. So outside of Curry and Solane, who would be your top three Finnish players of all time? Oh, man. Okay, so outside. Well, yeah, those two are the obvious ones, Con. So I, I can respect that. That um, I guess I would go... Hmm. Best finished players outside of them, eh? Um, I think Miko Rantanen. Mm. I know he's young, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put him on the list because I just think where he's at now and where he's going to be when it's all said and done, he'll be uh, he'll be up there. Um, I will also take Alexander uh, Barkov and. I will go with, I think I need a, um, maybe I'll go with uh, the uh, Keepersoft. She's uh, pretty unreal. Yeah, those are all good. It's it's pretty good. They're, they've created some good ones. So I'm going to go, uh, I'll go Saku Koivu just to be a little bit different. And then I'll go um, uh, Pekareni and then Kimo Timonen. All right. Emo, I like that one. Okay, question number three. One round of the PGA Championship. Some guy's still out on the course right now, but who would be your favorite to win it all by Sunday? Still pretty tight. Great to see the Canadian old Corey Connors in there. One one stroke off the lead. Um, but I'm going to go uh, Scotty Scheffler. Scotty yeah. Scheffler. It's hard not to pick Scheffler at this point, but I will, uh, I'll go with my heart pick again. Corey Connors. I need Corey Connors to show up on a Sunday in a major. If he does, he's got a chance. So actually, I'll pick somebody different than Struds, just because um, Scheffler's. I will go Justin Rose. I like it. I just finished season one of Severance, so I'm going to go with Adam Scott in that one. Question number four for you guys: uh, What do the Lakers need to do to get back into their series against the Nuggets tonight? <laughs> They're going to have to get Jokic in foul trouble early. So go at him. Just go at him, I guess. Make him take fouls. Um, yeah, that's 
that's I don't know I I don't think a high scoring game favors the Lakers. I I, I might be the minority there, but I I think I try to kind of keep it a little bit more of a grinder. Final question for you guys. Former Canadian World Junior star Justin Pogge announced his retirement from hockey. He'll now be a goalie consultant with Hockey Canada. I know we see it every year. Players kind of get hyped up at the World Junior Tournament. So who was a player that you thought would have a great NHL career that didn't quite make it there? I actually played with Justin Pogge in, uh, over in Europe in that, uh, what's that tournament called again? The uh, Spangler, Spangler Cup. Yeah, he, he and Devin Dubnik were our goalies. I think they were like 19 and 20 or something like that, just babies. And everyone was talking about how good Pogi is going to be. I did, I did, I'm not going to lie, I didn't know who either one were, not because I was a big wheel, but just it wasn't my habit to follow young goalie prospects. Both were great guys. And, you know, Pogi started, and then, you know, Dubnik kind of took over. And it was interesting to see kind of their career side by side. And both good guys. Like, don't get me wrong. There was no issue with that. Uh, and see what Dubnik was able to do. Then Pogi never kind of got on track. So happy that he had a long career. Most, you know, a lot of in the minors are in Europe. Uh, and now I think he'll probably be a pretty good sounding board for a lot of young goalies uh, where he's going to be working at there with Hockey Canada. Um, but, you know, the guy that just so much fanfare that came in and, and, you know, I played against a few of them, but Alexander Daigle, you know, just it, no one remembers number two, all that stuff. And I believe two was stronger. So that, that to me is the biggest one, Griggs. Yeah. I'm going to go with Pavel Brendel. Oh, yeah. 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 Like Pavel Brendel, uh, you know, for uh, now, it was the Czech Republic back then. Now it's uh, Czechia. Um, you know, he was dominant at the World Juniors. He was dominant in junior. I think he scored 73 goals. And just never, never came close to that in the NHL. Fourth overall pick. So I will go with Pavel Brindle. I remember he came and skate with us at Perry Parent at the end of summer. And the first time I saw him, I'm like, man, this guy's got some sick skills. But I don't think he sweat at all. Like the whole time, I don't think he broke one sweat. And I was like, oh, boy, this guy might not have the, just kind of the engine that's required. And, uh, you know, I'm not a scout, but that was a pretty easy one to pick out. Wasn't it revving high all the time, Stretty? I uh, don't believe it revved. <laughs> it didn't turn over. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, hey, guys, Jasper Madison, 95 World Junior Stud, Kurt in a Cedar. Hey, guys, uh, speaking of junior guys, uh, do you know if Yesapoli is playing tonight from Sam? Uh, he is not. I didn't see him on the. Uh, on the, on the roster now, I'll have to double check. But uh, last I saw, um, leading up to this morning, he was not uh, in the lineup. Uh, he wasn't in the lineup uh, last round for the last few games, and now they've got uh, Tavo Teravainen back. So, I, I think it's going to be a challenge for him to get in the lineup. To be honest, like you look yeah, at uh, Nosen, Aho, Jarvis. They got Foss, Kakaniemi, Jordan, Martinuk, uh, then Teravainen, Stahl, Netches, and Stepan Stashy. Now Jack Drury. Possibly there's a guy, maybe, that uh, that could come out, but it's um, it's gonna be tough sledding for JP, I think, to uh, to get in the lineup at this point. It's gonna need some injuries. Yeah, yeah, and 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 not to be mean, but that's just where they're at. Yeah, they're uh, they're pretty deep team, and you know you you look at at uh, the numbers there on that team that um, just hasn't uh, it hasn't worked out for him. Um, you know, Mackenzie Ke- McEachern's the guy who was in last game. Now he's out, 
So uh, McEachern and uh, Pugliari are the two guys. So, you know, maybe, like, I don't think Jack Drury's a lock by any stretch of the imagination. He's uh, he's played nine games, right? It was kind of those guys that were they're the ones rotating in and out, right, between uh, Pugliari, Drury, and uh, Mackenzie McEachern. Teravine, of course, once he's healthy, then, then he's obviously in. So, yeah, I don't, uh, at this point, it does not look to, not look great. Hey, guys, who was drafted right after Pugliari? Oli Ulevi, the defenseman, went fifth to Vancouver, and then Kachuk went sixth. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, what about Jamie Lundmark? Oh, yeah, he was he was pretty good. Pretty good. Actually, the text is, boys, Jamie missed um, the mark from uh, Delta Valley, Jeff. All right, Jeff. Strutty would say he'll tell the jokes around here, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Lundmark, he was a pretty talented guy. He actually runs like a hockey training facility in Philadelphia. I talked to him a few years ago, and he's actually doing really well. Um, Method Hockey, if anyone wants to look it up, that's what he's up to. Really? Yeah, 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 he's got a pretty neat setup over there. I like it. Yeah, pretty neat to see. Yeah, why not? It's great. Let's get to the uh, con man. And a sports center update brought to you by Edmonton Police Service. They're hiring exceptional salary, benefits, and career advancement. Discover your policing career. Visit newepsrecruits.ca.